0: I'm really, really, really excited about tonight. I'm so expectant for tonight. We've had ladies praying into this time, um, and yeah, I really believe God is going to do something quite profound here. I really believe that you're not here by chance, Um, you're not here by accident, (laughs) it's not by coincidence that you are meant to be here tonight. I feel like one of the words that came out in one of the prayer meetings was God was going to... Change the narrative over some of your lives. Change the story over some of your lives, and that this this would be almost tonight would be like a turning point, a 180 degree turn, and that you're going to walk out of your changed. You're going to walk out of your changed. This is not just going to be another night, another ladies' night, another preach to listen to, but you are going to meet with God, and God is going to meet with you personally. I really, really do believe that. Um, <clears throat> and just even with that word, the new narrative. Sorry, can we, did we give a hand to the band? Oh, sorry, well again, well done. <laughs> Beautiful worship. I know these guys come here and they, they've they all got full-time jobs and they spend hours practicing and just so that we can come and enjoy. So thank you again. But just with that word new narrative, we are actually, our vision for the year is see the new um, for our, our vision for 2023. And that's got to do with like, Stop looking at the past. Stop, keep your eyes on what God is gonna be doing that is new. Keep your eyes focused on Jesus and that he's wanting to do something new in your lives tonight. Stop looking back. Um, But before we go, let me just pray for us. If we can all just close our eyes. Father God, I just thank you for this time tonight, Lord. I thank you that we get to gather as women, different ages, different backgrounds, I thank you, Lord, for each and every single lady here. I thank you that they meant to be here. I pray that you be with me as I preach your word, as I share stories, Lord, that you would just come and be with me. And let these words be filled with power, Lord. Let them take root in everybody's heart and everybody's life tonight in your precious name. Amen. <clears throat> Amen. Okay, so load shedding is quite a thing, hey? It has been quite a thing. Um, I think the word load shedding is like a swear word to most of us. just i can 't handle, but you know, as South Africans, we are resilient and we put our heads down and we just make the best of it. Hey? We, we just make do we 're doing the best we can, but let 's just face it, nobody enjoys no power, nobody enjoys no power and I remember a time in particular, it was the end of a busy week, it was a Friday night, normally Friday nights is a night, a uh, family night, with, which we try and do because our son, one of our boys boards at Saks and um, he comes home on weekends. So we try and just have a, just a family night, Friday night. And so I'd organized, no, we're going to do homemade pizzas. So we were all in the kitchen, like one big happy family, rolling the dough, getting all the ingredients ready for these homemade pizzas. We even purchased a movie on Apple TV something that we could all agree on, which is quite difficult in my family. I've got three boys. I'm the only girl. So often it just ends up in skop, skitten Donner." But anyway, it was quite a nice movie that we'd purchased to watch. So we were ready for a great family night together. And um, as I was going to the kitchen, about to turn the oven on, boo! power off. Did you like that sound? <laughs> okay, that sounded quite cool. Power off. And oh, load shedding load shedding. I totally forgot. I totally forgot about load shedding. I didn't check push. I didn't check the schedule. I'm not prepared. I haven't charged my battery lights. Um, So we're stumbling around in the dark and getting frustrated with each other. It's it's like pitch black. And um, I find my cell phone. Okay, maybe I can use my cell phone as a light, but it's on 1% as it always is. So that's not going to work. But I managed to find a few candles and a half-charged battery light. And I just thought, you know what? It's okay. It's going to be two hours. We can just wait two hours, and then we'll enjoy our pizzas and watch our movie. It's okay. Maybe we can just do a board game or something. And the boys are like, oh. Anyway, um, so two hours come and go, still no power. Two hours, 15 minutes come and go, still no power. Two and a half hours, still no power. And then it dawned on me. My heart sank into my stomach as I thought, did I pay the electricity? Is it actually load shedding? So I just very quietly slipped outside into the garage to check the meter, the electricity meter, without saying anything, as one does. <laughs> and um, <laughs> there I see this red flashing light with the, with the, next to the money sign. I hadn't paid for electricity. So now, oh my word, um, I had to um, confess, and they weren't very happy with me. But um, I forgot to pay. It wasn't, it wasn't load shedding. We were stumbling around in the dark for no reason. And we didn't get to enjoy our planned family night together. The kids were half asleep. They were exhausted. They ate um, toast and jam or something. So they were full. They didn't want their pizza. So anyway, that, that family night didn't happen. But why I'm sharing that story is that sometimes it can be the same in our lives. We stumble around in the dark. We can't see the light. We're tripping over things. We keep bumping into each other. We, um, For no reason, we're fumbling around. We're not able to do what we want to do. We're not able to do what we planned, and we're getting frustrated and irritated. And all because we're not connected to the power. We're not connected to the power source. You know, we rely on our makeshift plans in the dark, candles, half-charged um, battery lights, one-plate gas stove top thing to cook on. Um, we re- in other words, we re- rely on our own strengths. We rely on our own plans. And it's hard and it's difficult. And without realizing that actually there is a power that's available to us right now. And um, all we need to do is connect to this power. And I call it white-knuckled Christianity. Do you know white-knuckled Christianity? When you're exerting your will and you're trying harder and I'm just going to get up a little bit early and read the Bible and try, just get through this reading plan. And those things are all good. <laughs> those things are all good. I'm going to pray hard. I'm going to try not to lose focus. I'm going to try not to fall asleep while I pray. I just need to try harder. And I call that white-knuckled Christianity. But the problem is with that, we live according to principles rather than living according to His power. And, uh, you know, I want to say tonight, do you keep feeling like you're messing up? Do you perhaps with your kids, perhaps with your boyfriend? Do you keep going back to that old sin, that old way of doing things, and you just can't seem, you seem to be going around and around the mountain? Do you feel like you're running out of gas, running out of energy? Maybe you feel timid when you need to be courageous, you wanna be courageous. I wanna tell you, there's a power that's available to us in the person of the Holy Spirit. And this is what I wanna share tonight. I wanna share on the Holy Spirit. And if you want, if you're taking notes The title of my preach is Empowered, Empowered, okay. Now there's a lot of confusion about who the the Holy Spirit is. I think if I could ask any of you to explain who the Father is, who Father God is, who Jesus is, you'd easily be able to tell me. But if I had to ask you who the Holy Spirit is, I think some of us are a little bit confused. So I just want to share about this because in knowing Him, you might be able to be all that He's called you to be and do All that he's called you to do. And my heart is that you would walk out of here tonight changed. My heart is that it wouldn't just be another preach, like I said, but you'd know that you are called and you are empowered by his Holy Spirit to live a godly life and to serve God radically. In whatever worlds you are in, spheres of influences you are in, we have a power available to us. And I just wanted to say, the Holy Spirit isn't something ethereal He's not a ghost. I know that some versions of the Bible say a Holy Ghost, but he's not. He's a person. He's the third person of the Trinity of God—three in one: Father, Son, and Holy Spirit—and all of the, the, um, they all have different roles. But what I want to share tonight is the Holy Spirit being our source of power, which we absolutely cannot, cannot do without, girls. We can't. And um, <clears throat> you know, the last words Jesus spoke to his disciples before ascending back to heaven and leaving them was to wait for the gift the Father had promised. In Acts 1, verse 4 and 8, he said this, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my Father promised, which you have heard me speak, speak about. And then in verse 8, he said, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. earth. And you know what? Those were Jesus's last words. And I think any I think we need to take note of that. If that was Jesus' last words, this is so important for us. This is so, not just for his disciples, but for us. Jesus commissioned his disciples to go into all the world and be witnesses for him. But they had to wait for the gift of the Holy Spirit because he would be the one who would give them the power to do all that he had called them to do. And something about a gift is that it's free. It's given to us. It's free. We don't need to do anything for it. And um, you just need to receive it and you need to open it. I actually had a picture a few years ago. Um, We were worshiping one day in church and I just saw this picture of us all standing in church with these beautifully wrapped gifts in the palms of our hands, but no one was opening them and there wasn't much life. It was, everyone was stiff like a statue. And, um, And I just felt God say, that is my Holy Spirit. You need to open it up. You know like when a kitty gets gifts for Christmas and they rip open that paper and they're so excited for that gift? God wants us to open up the gift that he's given us and it's freely available to each and every single one of us. So Jesus said to the Father, sorry, Jesus said the Father would give us the Holy Spirit to be with us forever and to live in us, to live in us, not just visit, but to permanently live in us. John 14, 16 says, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him, because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him. For he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. And you know, maybe you've come here tonight and you're feeling alone. Perhaps you've been rejected one too many times perhaps been rejected by your boyfriend or your husband or even your boss. Perhaps you've lost um, a life partner. I know there's there's some ladies here who have lost incredible loved ones that are seated here tonight. And um, perhaps you're lonely because your kids have grown up and they've all left home and it's empty nest syndrome. (laughs) Or um, perhaps you're going through the most difficult time in your life and you feel so isolated and so alone because nobody understands. Nobody could possibly understand what I'm going through. And I just want to tell you that he hasn't abandoned you, that the Spirit of God lives inside of you and he dwells there, he lives there permanently. Um, The Apostle Paul actually says that our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit. And in the Old Testament, God's presence would only appear in the temple. Um, in the holy of holies, which was the inner sanctuary, which was separated from the rest of the temple, and there was a curtain that separated the holy of holies, where God's very presence resided, from the rest of the temple. And you know what? This was a space where heaven and earth would meet, and only once a year could only the priest go. Once a year, not everybody, the priest could go in after doing all these hundreds of sacrifices to forgive, um, you know, for God's forgiveness for the people's sin. But when Jesus died, girls, that curtain was torn from top to bottom, and that is a sign that we will no longer be separated separated from God's presence, that Jesus' perfect sacrifice made a way for us to come confidently to the Father, that we can all be with Him at any time, not once a year, not once a month, any time we have access to His presence. And now God chooses to have His presence, His Spirit, dwell Within us, not just in a temple, within you and me. And this is where heaven meets earth inside of us, inside of each and every single one of you. And we have access to his power and presence. So tonight, I just want to share two ways on how the Holy Spirit in us empowers us to be and empowers us to do all that God has called us to do. So it's pretty simple. Number one, he empowers us to be. You know, The world we live in is pretty fixated on power, right? Whether it's money, fame, sex, it's pretty fixated on power. You even see it in the movies and all the series that are on nowadays. There's a lot of series um, that are obsessed about the supernatural, about superheroes and having all these different powers. You know, we all want to be Superwoman or Wonder Woman or Wakanda Woman. I don't know. I don't know what her name is. I was trying to find it. I'm like, what is this lady's name? But anyway... um, but <laughs> there's a different power that is available to us and the holy spirit that enables us to firstly be all that god has called us to be and i i just want to share a little bit of my story and i'm sorry for those that have heard my story over and over again but i really feel like it might encourage one or two of you here but before giving my life to jesus when i was about 22 i was pretty insecure i had very low self-esteem and self-confidence I, um, after school, I got involved in the wrong crowd. I got involved in the rave scene, took a whole lot of drugs just to kind of be a part of this cool crowd, you know? I just wanted to be one of them. I just wanted to be accepted and fit in. And, and then I encountered God in the most radical, radical way. And it, since then, it has just been a journey of, of figuring out who I actually was as his daughter, knowing my identity in him, and it's been a journey. I don't stand up here I mean I was wild <laughs> it was It was pretty wild and crazy. I was completely clueless and um, <clears throat> I've found who I am as god's daughter, loved, adored, affirmed and accepted and um you know I grew up um I was kind of quite performance driven, and I think it might have been uh didn't have the closest relationship with my dad. And I think I was always trying to prove something to him, you know, that um, trying to perform for his love and his acceptance. And, yeah, so I felt I had to be perform to be loved and accepted. I didn't know what it was just to be, just to be. And um, I learned just being God's daughter was enough. And his love for me was, wasn't because of anything I had done. wasn't because of anything I had done. He loved me because of his son, Jesus Christ. That is it. And more than what we do, I wanna just say that our primary call is to know who we are as God's daughters. And he revealed, the Holy Spirit reveals this to us because the Holy Spirit is actually also known as the spirit of truth, the spirit of truth. In John 16, verse 13, it says, but when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. So he reveals truth about who we are. Reveals our true identity, and I want to ask you tonight: What is your primary identity? If I had to ask you, um, how do you define who you are? Have a little think. <laughs> um, are you defining yourself from your imperfections, or perhaps your brokenness? You know, the primary strategy of Satan is to lie to us and to make us feel that we're not good enough. He says things like, "You're inadequate," "You're alone." You're not good enough. You're broken. There's someone better. He lies to us about 100 times a day. And um, we cannot believe that. Um, You know, we we start believing. We start believing those lies. And this stops you from stepping into your destiny and the fullness of what God has for your lives. Are you agreeing more with Satan than what God says about you? Are you agreeing more with what the enemy is saying about you than what God is saying about you? Or are you defining yourself from what the world says you should be? There's a lot of that with, it, with um, Instagram and social media and all these things. You know, you have to have the perfect figure, the perfect brown tan, perfect nails, hair, perfect marriage, perfect kids, perfect home, <laughs> you know. But that's not true. Perhaps you're defining yourself from pi- primarily what you do. A mom, a wife, perhaps it's a lawyer a nurse, a straight-A student, I don't know. But before all these things, we are God's daughters, first and foremost. Before I'm a mom, before I'm a wife, before I'm a pastor, before I'm a minister, I am God's daughter. And this really needs to settle, girls. It's really, really, that is the foundation of everything. And the work that we do comes out of this place of knowing we are loved and accepted. We don't do it for his approval. We do it from a place of his approval and his love for us. And um, I know there's some young girls sitting here tonight. My prayer is that the Holy Spirit would reveal the truth to you. Because I know what you're facing, this younger generation, what they're facing these days is so, so intense and so difficult. The world is confused and lost and broken. And um, I feel like the Holy Spirit is going to give you power to live a sexually pure life. When there's so much against you, when the world says, it's okay to sleep around the Holy Spirit is going to give you power to live a sexually pure life. The Holy Spirit reveals truth about who we are. And where is this truth, girls? In the Bible. This is where the truth is, in the Word. The truth that God validates you, accepts you, loves you so much that He sees you worthy enough to even send His own Son to die for you. That's, what he's, that's His love for you. We must never look away from the beauty of the cross, and know that you are fully, fully forgiven. You are the beloved of God. You know, I think we either think way too much of ourselves, or we think way too little of ourselves. And none of those are right, actually. But when we take our eyes off of ourselves, and when we turn to the Word of God, and allow the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth, to reveal, illuminate um, the truth about who we are, then things start to change. We start believing it, and we start living it. I think it's in I think it's in Proverbs somewhere. Sorry, I should have had that scripture on. But anyway, um, it's about, it says something like, um, as a man thinks, so is he. And right believing, right thinking leads to right living. We need to, to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. We need to be in the word, girls. Sorry, I'm getting quite strong about the word. But this, and, and the, we can't just read it like another book. This is living and active. This is alive. And the Holy Spirit needs to breathe on your times in the word and breathe life into you and breathe life into this word. So we live in an age of information overload, right? Internet, social media, all of that. The problem is we don't need more info. We need truth. We need the truth. The Holy Spirit illuminates and reveals the scriptures and helps us understand the Bible. You know, you may have a PhD in theology. You might be able to quote all the scriptures but still not actually know the Bible? Because if you know the Bible, it'll change you. It'll transform you. It really will. And, you know, even Satan quoted scripture when he was tempting Jesus in the wilderness for those 40 days. He quoted those scriptures. He knew those scriptures. And I just want to say, this is not an intellectual thing. God wants our hearts. He wants our hearts. So I want to ask you tonight, are you feeling like stuck in your relationship with Jesus? Are you feeling stuck reading the Word. Like sometimes I read the Word, okay, I'll be vulnerable here in an honest moment. Sometimes it feels like I'm eating dry cornflakes, (laughs) reading the Word. There's there's times where it's just not, there's, you know, and then I've got to come to God, and I've got to ask Him, and I've got to say, Holy Spirit, reveal this truth to me. Let it change me. Let it get inside my heart. Let it transform me from the inside out. And then I've, I've had amazing moments in the Word of God where It has literally come alive to me. We need to ask the Holy Spirit to shine his light and help us see the truth. Jesus said in John 8, 32, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. I love that we were singing about, what is it? Freedom, yeah. Um, I'm not gonna sing, don't worry. (laughs) spare you from that. But um, the truth will set you free. And I wanna say, if you're struggling to walk in freedom tonight, in any part of your life, then perhaps you haven't taken a hold of the truth and allowed the Holy Spirit to breathe life into that. God wants you free. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. There is freedom. Do you still feel in bondage to addiction? Perhaps you're not feeling any freedom from the lies that the enemy shouts at you every day. Perhaps you keep going back to your old ways, your old sin. You need the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit to help us. We need the Holy Spirit to reveal truth to us. And you know, sometimes we forget things that we should know. But Jesus said in John fourteen twenty six, the helper, I love that, the helper. He's my help, my helper. The Holy Spirit, he will teach you all things and he'll remind you of all that I said to you. He will remind you. You know, are there, I'm sure there's a lot of moms out there. Put your hands up. Have you, okay. Have you heard of brain fog? That's me. I get brain fog a lot. I forget things, especially like my cell phone and my keys. I keep asking my family, where's my cell phone? Can't find my cell phone. They don't even listen to me anymore because I ask about 10 times a day. But, <laughs> but I sometimes forget a whole bunch of things, but I, sometimes I forget who I actually am. You know, there's times where I'm under pressure and I'm feeling anxious and I'm feeling stressed and I forget, actually, no, I am loved by God. I am his daughter, I can trust God, I forget who I am when things are just seeming so overwhelming and consuming, I forget that I am the beloved of God and um, the Holy Spirit reminds us of the truth in a world that is confused and directionless, especially around sexual identity, sorry I know I'm harping on about this, your truth, my truth, uh, everyone's opinions and ideas, it's so easy to drift it really, really is. And I need the Holy Spirit to anchor me. I love what Fee shared about the anchor. Anchor me in the Bible. Anchor me in Jesus. The Holy Spirit roots and anchors us back in the gospel and reveals what's most true about us. So the Holy Spirit empowers us to be all that God has called us to be, but he also empowers us to do all that God calls us to do. So that's number two. The Holy Spirit empowers us to do. We serve a supernatural God with a supernatural purpose, therefore we need a supernatural power. We really do. The world narrative today is, it's either one of two things. I am so powerful, meaning I've got it all together, or I have no power, someone else has the power. And both of those are wrong, both of those are wrong. God says, I have given you, and 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 everybody here, I have given you power, through the Holy Spirit. You have the power, but it's from God. And Jesus said in Acts, again, Acts 1 verse 8, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. What for? To be my witnesses. I'm giving you someone who will empower you to do all the work I've called you to do. To be a witness. What does that mean? To just shine Jesus' light in whatever, in your varsities, in your school classrooms, in your workspaces, in your families, that you... Sometimes you use words, sometimes it's just our lives and our actions that shine. Jesus. And, um, you know, some of the younger girls, I don't know why, I've just really got a heart for the younger girls. You need to live a life that is counterculture. It's completely opposite to what the world says you should and be, should do and be. And um, we can only do that through the power of the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit where others will actually start noticing you and say, there's something about that girl. She's got such a peace about her. She's got a lightness in her step. There's a joy about her. Like, that's that's being a witness for Christ. It's not just evangelizing on the streets and sharing the gospel. It's actually in our everyday lives. And if I can just share a little bit of my story. Um, Sorry for those of you that have heard this. (laughs) But for those of you that don't know my husband, Mark, we're actually completely on the opposite ends of the scale in terms of personality. Um, He's extrovert, endless energy, high capacity for people, natural, strong leader, happy to be in the spotlight, okay? Now think of everything that's opposite to that. That's me. I'm introvert, definitely more of an introvert, happy to do the one-on-ones, Happy to rather follow and not lead. Just tell me what to do it and I'll do it and I'll give it my best shot. I'll be part of, I'll be your best team player. Um, You know, happy to be in the background. Happy not to be in the spotlight. Um, But I could always see God's call years ago when we were on uh, part of a pastoral team, an eldership team in Durban. Um, We'd left our corporate jobs and we were part of this team. And I could always see that God had a call on Mark's life as a leader, and I knew God would one day call us to lead a church. But to be honest, I didn't always want it. I didn't want it. I was so scared. I was so afraid. I didn't believe I had what it took to be a pastor's wife. I didn't believe um, I had what it took to lead a church, a local church, alongside my husband. Um, I believed that I, I didn't have a big enough capacity. I believed that I wasn't a natural leader. I've had to learn leadership. Um, that I wasn't, didn't have a big enough capacity. And I, I kept feeling like I was playing catch-up with my husband, you know, like on this hamster wheel. And I just can't quite get there. And he's got so much energy. But um, God then took me on this incredible journey of patiently releasing me from the fear of his call on my life. And through a few defining moments over about two years, and these were supernatural moments, and I'm really trusting that for you ladies tonight. I really, really am. One of them was where I got filled with the Holy Spirit at a ladies' meeting. It was something like this. I got called up. Someone started prophesying over me, and I literally felt <laughs> like energy enter my body, and all I could do was run on the spot. Run, 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 run. Screaming, making an absolute fool of myself, but it's like God just took over. There was a supernatural energy entering my body, and more than just that moment, I felt God say in that moment that he was giving me a supernatural stamina for what he was calling me to, that it wouldn't be by might nor by power, but by his spirit, that I didn't need to be afraid, that I'd be running in his power, and he would be more than enough for me. It was at that time that I really learned to trust God for his call on my life, to trust in his his ability and not mine, to trust in the anointing of the Holy Spirit that His Spirit lives in me, to trust that He'd given me all that I needed to walk into the fullness of the call that He had for my life. And this is my journey, and yours will look different, I know that. But we have to trust in the enabling power of the Holy Spirit that God has given us or wants to pour out over us tonight. When Jesus um, returned from the wilderness, after 40 days, He was tempted by the devil. And the Bible says that He returned from there full of the Spirit's power, And only then he started to do his ministry. Only then he started to do his work, which included many signs and miracles and wonders, um, healing the sick, raising the dead, delivering people from demons. But the Holy Spirit was Jesus, who was the Son of God. Jesus, even Jesus needed the Holy Spirit's connection. Uh, Sorry, the Holy Spirit was Jesus' connection, providing access to the Father and the power of heaven. And if Jesus needed that, how much more do we need the Holy Spirit? And it's almost, you know, it's almost impossible to survive without electricity and power. Power makes things work, whether it's lights or uh, heat or cooling, uh, electronics, machinery. It just makes things work. And the same is for us today. We need the Holy Spirit to connect us to heaven and to the power of God. We need the Holy Spirit to empower us to do all that He's called us to do. And after Jesus returned to heaven, the disciples went back to Jerusalem and they prayed every night in the upper room. And um, on the day of Pentecost, I know a lot of you might know this story, but let's read it um, in Acts 2, 1 to 4. Suddenly, say suddenly, suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated And came to rest on each of them, on each of them, rested on each of them, all of them, all of them, say all, all, everybody, was filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. And you know, just after this, Peter, one of the disciples, stands up boldly, empowered by the Holy Spirit, and preaches and gives a sermon, and 3,000 people were saved and baptized that day. I'm sorry, but that's supernatural. That is supernatural. And this was the same Peter who denied Christ three times just before that. The same Peter comes up empowered by the Holy Spirit, and 3,000 are saved. Only God can do that. Only God. And now I know we're not all called to preach. Some are called to teach. Some are called to lead companies, start businesses, lawyers, doctors, artists, you know, even women in the workspace who feel there's so much against you. We need the Holy Spirit. To raise families, if anyone needs the Holy Spirit more, it's moms. Come on, moms, hey, we need the Holy Spirit. I need the Holy Spirit to help me with my kids, I really do. Uh, We are raising young men and women to be warriors for God's kingdom. It's 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 a divine call, it really, really is. And I want you to know the Holy Spirit lives in you and has given you power to do all that He's called you to do. And you know what, I just want to encourage you tonight. Jesus doesn't pick, doesn't always pick the most gifted or skilled people to work through. Just look at his disciples. They were unschooled fishermen, unschooled fishermen. They were a motley crew, actually. And, um, you know, you look at the Old Testament, they're full of people, one after the other, who were called by God, but in their natural selves were weak, timid, ordinary, stumbling over words like Moses did. But yet God chose them to work through them and partner with to display His glory and His power. And He wants to do the same with you girls tonight. He wants to do the same with you. His power is perfected in our weakness. All we need to do is trust Him and obey. And it's only because of Jesus' death and resurrection that we have this connection to God and heaven's power. You are called by God. You are empowered by the Holy Spirit to push back darkness. You are God's plan for this generation. You were born for such a time as this. You know, in Acts, God assigns specific times and specific places. It's not by accident that you're here in 2023 in Cape Town in South Africa, that actually God has assigned the times and the places for each and every single one of you seated here. There is this atomic power in you now that is a problem for Satan. It's a problem for Satan. The word power is from the Greek word dunamis, meaning dynamite. He gives us the dunamis power. Say dunamis power. To be and do all that God has called us to. And you may be asking me, (laughs) Cans, it's wonderful that you're speaking about all of this. But how? How? How do I live a life enabled by the Holy Spirit? Well, let me help you. Ephesians 5 verse 18 says to all believers, be filled, be filled with the Spirit. This is present tense. It means be filled regularly. And continually, it's not a once-off event. And um, it's a command. It's not a suggestion, by the way. It's a command. But God is the one who fills us. God is the one, not us. All we need to do is come to Him empty, empty ourselves of fear and worries and shame and guilt and all our baggage. And we come to Him we say, Father, Holy Spirit, fill me. Believe that God has this for you. You just need to surrender and yield and receive this incredible gift. And then he starts to take over. And then it's just the most amazing, amazing adventure. It really is. So I want to ask you to stand. I want to ask you to stand. And I want to ask you to just pick up the, as you you see the little candle with the scripture that I've given to each of you ladies. Just hold that candle in your hand. And this is just a reminder of when those disciples were in the upper room and they were filled, suddenly God came like a violent wind and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. There were tongues of fire above each of them, what looked like tongues of fire. And when you look at that candle, I want you to remember the Holy Spirit's power, the enabling power of the Holy Spirit. And so I really believe God wants to fill each of you with his Holy Spirit fire. I'm gonna ask you to close your eyes and I'm just gonna pray for you. And I want you just to open your hands like you're going like to receive. Just close your eyes. <clears throat> I want you, in your own words, to ask Him to fill you. Just now, in your own words. Lord, I thank you. I thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are here. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are here. I thank you for your presence, God. We can do nothing without you. We are nothing without you. We need you, Holy Spirit. We come to you empty-handed. We come to you empty, and we ask you to come and fill us up. Come and fill us up, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, pour out. Pour out over your ladies. Pour out over your girls, young and old, Lord. Pour out, Holy Spirit. Come, Jesus. Come, Jesus. I just want to pray. Holy Spirit, you are the Spirit of truth. Come and reveal who these ladies are, their true identities in you, Lord. Holy Spirit, just come with your fire and come burn away all the lies of the enemy that is shouting at them a million times a day. Burn it away tonight. I pray tonight they will walk out of here changed. I pray tonight would be a turning point. I pray tonight would be a new narrative over these women, Lord. Holy Spirit, just come. Holy Spirit, thank you. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. I just pray for chains to be loosened tonight that have been on women for years and years and years. I pray for chains to be broken in the name of Jesus. I pray, set your woman free. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. I pray that you would break cycles of sin. Where there's been cycles of sin in ladies' life, where they're going around the mountain, around the mountain the same time, over and over again. Holy Spirit, would you come with your fire right now, tonight, amongst your women in their lives right now and break cycles of sin in jesus name break cycles of addiction in jesus name break cycles of lies that has been roaming around in their heads in jesus name come holy spirit thank you holy spirit for your power for sexual purity for the young girls thank you lord that you have given them power to remain pure until their wedding day Thank you, Jesus, that there will be a shining light to their schools and varsities in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would come and empower your girls, your ladies, to bring hope, to bring light, to bring life in all of their spheres of influence, in every boardroom, in every school, in every varsity, in every family, in every home. Oh, Father God, I pray that you would fill your ladies tonight afresh, where ladies are here and they're exhausted and they're tired and they're weary and at the end of themselves. I pray a fresh touch from you, Holy Spirit, right now, Holy Spirit, a fresh touch from you, in Jesus' name.